Hi, everybody. I'm Eric Garneau, and this is Blank Cassette, the podcast that takes a closer look at your mixes to get the stories behind the songs. This show's always had a bit of an anthropological streak to it, but this week we're really embracing the excavatory nature of celebrating old mixes with a mix that doesn't even have track titles. This is Bill's Nintendo Noise, a CD from his high school days made by a friend that contains a handful of video game themed remixes. And before we recorded this episode, Bill tried to scour the internet to get titles and artists for all the songs on here, and that proved kind of difficult, um, but we'll talk about that in the episode. We also cover the important social and cultural roles video gaming has played in Bill's life, and the reason we're dropping this episode this week, Bill's recent digital philanthropy via the upcoming Extra Life fundraiser, which happens this Saturday. Stay tuned to the end of the episode and or check our show notes for info on how you can help Bill raise some money for Comer Children's Hospital. And remember, if you have a mix you'd like to have featured on Blank Cassette, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to mixtape at nerdalogs.com with a track list and a brief description of why the mix exists. We can't do the show without you. And as always, here's my usual plea to please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes. Algorithms are a crazy thing, and those ratings affect how people see our show. So uh, help us out if you can, huh? All right, all. Hope you're in the mood for some games. My name is Bill Nielsen. You are listening to Nintendo Noise. This is a mix CD put together by one of my friends named Andrew. At the time, this was going to be in high school in like 2001, we had a group called the Magnificent 14. Now, there weren't actually 14 people in this group, mind you. I think there were either 11 or 12, and that depends on if you count the Nintendo character Mario as an actual member or not. Uh, We were, you know, kind of... I would say outcasts. Like, you know, we, we were in different cliques and stuff, but we all had this, like, bond that we all liked the same kind of nerdy stuff, sci-fi, comic books, video games, and one of those things that we had in common the most was Super Smash Brothers, this uh, series of games that came out on the Nintendo 64, later the GameCube, later a bunch of other systems, and we all played the heck out of that game. There was, especially with Super Smash Brothers Melee for the GameCube, we spent literally i think a week of our lives in that game and with this uh particular mix cd how that relates is a lot of these songs were inspired by that they're either tracks from the game like stage music or they were tracks that were like related to the characters
paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. We're with the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. So hang on to your seat Get ready for adventure and remarkable feats You'll meet Koopas and Troopas The princess and the others Hanging with the plumbers You'll be hooked on the brothers to the How did you go about kind of curating the CD? Like, where did you find the remixes and how did you choose what made the cut? That would be, that was pretty challenging because a lot of this is coming very early on in the electronic digital era of music. A lot of it, especially because it's coming from video games too, so there aren't as many sources for that. I would have to say the number one source though is Napster. Napster, the, uh, download service i think it was a peer-to-peer network uh you would just make your uh like a file or a folder on your hard drive available for sharing and then people could access your shareable folder like i guess you could say really a primitive version of dropbox and you could uh look at their folder and then just if you saw something you liked click on it download it to your computer so i assume people were just like ripping the tracks off with some very uh early on technology there and we were we were just going on and like typing in legend of zelda and see what we get
Mario, swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step. And then again, let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that. This CD would get played in a lot of our group uh, get-togethers. A lot of the time, you know, we would do what what comes naturally. We'd get together in someone's basement and play a bunch of Nintendo 64 uh, have a bunch of like snack food and stuff and put one of these mix CDs on and a lot of times we would get really excited by like the different tracks like the DK rap it was considered scandalous to us that it has the word hell in it we could not imagine we could not you could even say we could not even that Nintendo would put a swear in one of their songs So the main contributor to this album is this friend of mine, Andrew, 
and his favorite game for the Nintendo 64 was, I believe, Yoshi's Story. And it has kind of this odd atmosphere to it. It's based on like a storybook appearance. You can listen to like the opening theme and it's so saccharine sweet with these sing-song Yoshis kind of they're singing but they're off tune a bit. It's kind of off-putting to be honest. and It's a pretty weird introduction to the CD. But when you get into it, there's all these different styles of music in there and I think that was a, a big pull towards what made that so prevalent on the mix is like there is kind of a hip-hoppy version of one of the songs there's like more heavy guitar heavy tracks on there uh, so like it was mainly andrew that made that happen Nintendo Noise really had an impact on how I listen to music and how I how I evaluate new music when it's brought to my attention. A lot of times, I, I think people, I would say generally people are fans of like a band or a genre. And if that's unfair, you know, you get at me in the comments. But that does that's my observation of how other people operate. Like they will look for the new album by like Chance or Kendrick or uh, like... I don't know, some other popular band. But uh, for me, it's more like hearing a, a song and not really knowing its context or where it came from, but just enjoying something about it and then trying to seek out more. And, and here, even though I, I was an avid gamer, a lot of these songs I had not ever heard before or had not played the game which, with which they were related. And that caused me both to seek out those games and other kinds of music that shared similar themes or similar uh, musicality. And even now, when we were going over, and we talked a little bit about this ahead of time, 
and I was looking at the original CD that I had, and it was unknown album in the in my computer, and all the tracks were listed track 01, track 02, track 03. So I had to rename all the tracks and figure out what they were again. And that was in and of itself a journey again, just like trying to remember, okay, I know I've kind of heard this before someplace else and like typing into YouTube and trying to like look for similar songs. And that would lead me down a rabbit hole there as well of getting sidetracked to looking at other other tracks, other uh, genres of music that I had not planned on exploring. Tragically, as I was trying to ID a lot of these tracks, it's not very easy to use YouTube's search tools to look for very old videos. Like you can look for upload date, but it just automatically sorts for, for the newest upload date. It doesn't ever expect you to go looking for old YouTube videos. That'd be silly. And so when I'm looking at this like remix that someone did probably in like 1999 of Pikachu saying Pikachu, and I want to type in Pikachu remix and get like 60 results on the, that sound vaguely like that and they're electronic. It's a little tough. So I apologize that not all of these tracks are properly attributed to their artists. I tried to do that as many places as I could. And if there was a game they were related to, I would make that known. But uh, if you're out there and you're listening and it's like, you didn't credit me, I apologize. But part of the fun of this was reconstructing what you thought it was, right? Oh, yes. Part, part of the fun was in reconstructing the, the album. It was a little bit of like putting together a jigsaw puzzle, except you had, you had all the pieces, but you also had some other pieces mixed in from like other puzzles. And like there's like big patch of blue sky in there. So that's hard to always figure out. You know, you have to save that for last. I think there was a period of time, I think every company goes through this, where they want to make contemporary music, but they don't have the pedigree or the skill set to do it. And you'll notice that the uh, hip-hop tracks on here, some of the tracks just in general, are a little suspect. And I do apologize in advance. Uh, the DK rap in particular is pretty much like, hey, I'm rapping Billy N, and I'm here to say I like video games in a major way. It's <laughs> Barely better than that, barely. But there is one actual legitimate rap song on there by this group, Smith & Wesson, and it's called Super Brooklyn. And it's really cool in that they, they sample a lot of the song 
from the Super Mario like level 1-1 theme, but they managed to recontextualize it in a cool way. They can apply it to their own beat and their own meter, and I thought they did a cool job there of making that their own. Gaming play has played a large role throughout my entire life at allowing me to meet other people and have common ground with which to communicate because I'm not always very good in terms of like striking up conversation, having this shared interest or this shared platform through which you both can play kind of greases the wheels a bit for me, uh, to be honest. So in this particular case, we had known each other. We were all like generally friends, but the fact that we had this one thing that we all liked and pretty much everyone had a Nintendo 64 and a bunch of controllers and then later GameCubes and those controllers, that really uh, caused everyone to gel, I think. One thing I've been really happy to get involved with recently was Extra Life, which is a gaming marathon meant to support charities, in particular here, the Miracle Hospital Network, working with children's hospitals around the United States. And I've been aware of this for a few years now. They are always streaming on Twitch or even before that they were doing it, I think, on Justin TV. And there are 
you know, I, I appreciate everyone who goes out and does like a marathon to raise money. I admire the work that goes into it. But I think there's also something social and powerful about video games and especially like live streaming games and Let's Plays and all that. And that can be incorporated into charitable action here. Uh, I think there you can have a lot of fun and raise money for an important cause by participating in Extra Life, which is why... I will be participating in Extra Life this year for the first time. Uh, it's, there, you can actually do it anytime you want. That's one of the things they mentioned on the website. But they sort of have an official day for it, which in this case is Saturday, November 4th. I'll be going from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Twitch, which is at twitch.tv slash so many bits for me. Hopefully, Eric, if you don't mind, you can put a link to this specific donation page in the show notes. I absolutely will. Thank you so much. And I'll be having myself there. I'll be playing games. I'm also going to have some friends uh, from my own podcast on there, so many bits, to share games they like. And, and we can share in that together. We'll also be playing some Jackbox. So if you stop by on the stream, uh, we'll be playing that, and you can join in with us. You've been listening to Blank Cassette, a proud member of the Nerdalogs family of podcasts. Blank Cassette is co-produced by Eric Arnaud and Ian Williams. Special acknowledgement to honorary granddaddy producer Gary Lucy. All the music you just heard has been presented for critical and historical purposes only. If you want to hear complete versions of the songs, check out our Spotify playlist for each episode or buy the songs through your favorite music retailer. Supporting the arts is the best. If you'd like to hear bonus material that didn't make the final edit of the episode, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdalogs. Your patronage supports the existence of this show and others that we work really hard on. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.